I overdress for everything that I do. Yeah, yeah. Usually. And it's because, like, I know people are going to stare at me. So I don't want to look like shit when they do it. But even, like, pop it for me, for example, pop into the shop to get milk. I yeah. wouldn't ever do it in, like... All right, you have to, jog- your, you have yeah. to glam. Yeah, so I have to glam up to go <laughs> to the fucking garage. Wow. <laughs> Luke Manton, welcome to the Purpose Led Leadership Podcast. We've met on a number of occasions at Leah Turner's party and we've talked yeah. a lot online. Delighted to have you on. For those that don't know you, just tell the audience who you are. So I am Luke Manton. I'm the founder and owner of Fuck Off um, Manton Executives, a VA and oh, marketing agency. Um, I, was, I think I was kind of completely unknown until I posted a video about... Oh, what life is like with Tourette's as mm. an adult. Yeah, I've seen your TED talk. I've seen your stuff online. There's, there's a lot to get through. You got let's dive Fuck into off. let's dive into, into the Tourette's thing. You got Tourette's quite late con- compared to other people. Fuck off! Is that right? Yeah. So I was diagnosed with Tourette's oh, in my mid twenties. So I'm thirty one now, nearly thirty two. Oh, fuck off. Um, so it it, 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 it it turns out I actually have mild ticks as a child, just like a double blink. Mm-hmm. Other than that, absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, sh- um, I got sick and then due to like swelling in my brain and subsequent brain damage. Fuck you, you can't. Oh, sh- um, mm-hmm. I was, Tourette's was my parting gift from that, which I had no idea adult onset Tourette's was no. even a thing. I'd never met anyone with. <laughs> so when you, when you kind of first found out, that you that you got it i mean how did that affect you and how did it how did you deal with that it was a really like slow pro- 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 process because initially oh after like a set of seizures i couldn't talk at all mm. so it wasn't like wasn't like you see now with like loads of like vocal tics and things um and yeah. i just couldn't keep my head still i was constantly throwing my head back clenching my jaw, jaw, jaw and i couldn't really talk 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 at all um <clears throat> uh that was like super difficult because I'd always been the like one that would throw in like the witty line or the quick one or something like that. But mm-hmm. all of that was kind of got, 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 gone. And I was in like an absolute panic because nobody knew what was happening. I couldn't have any yeah. answers. Oh, following that, the vocal ticks kick, 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 kick came. I started talking again, but with mm. a stammer on every single word. Yeah. Um, thinking back on it now, I don't even think I could put into words the like level of frustration and mm. like, anger and, I don't know, sadness around it. I think back then I wanted nothing more than just to be like normal or yeah, how I was before. It must have affected your confidence as well at the time. 100%. Right? I, I refused to go out. I wouldn't answer the door. I, I mm. wouldn't even pick, I wouldn't even answer the phone because I sounded so, fuck off, it sounded so much different than before. Yeah. Uh, like it took absolutely everything. Did it kind of make you feel kind of like, obviously made you feel different, but it made you feel almost like unworthy Fun. or kind of like that you couldn't sort of almost communicate with others. So you're better off not communicating kind of thing or. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I, oh, even, even my partner, George, George and I have been together for years, but oh, he's the most patient, <laughs> patient and kind person. But even at home mm. talking to him, it would take me so long to finish a full sentence that I would just get. 
Yeah. So annoyed throughout that I'd be like, forget it. And it got me to the point where I didn't want to talk to anyone, not even him. It, it must be difficult though, because like I've just delved straight Fuck into him. it. And I'm sure there's times when you think, for fuck's sake, I don't want to be, I don't want Tourette's to be my life, but <laughs> mm -hmm. it kind of is your life. So how yeah. do you comprehend that? I think now it's kind of different. Now I've accepted it. It's like, it's... It's a big part part of it. People are going to notice. It's going to get mentioned. Yeah. It's going to get spoke about. And if I think about the positives that have come from this, the level of confidence I have now mm. has gone past where I used to be, even pre to 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 right. rat. So it's kind of changed the game there. It's fuck off. Opened up doors to like new opportunities that I wouldn't have ever mm. had before. Um, but there are still. Oh, there are still days I absolutely fucking hate. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, and what about the times when you've been, you know, I, I can imagine that you've probably been disadvantaged, but also massively disrespected at times because of this condition, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, like that happened, that happens more than I think it would. I think I have, I have like a weirdly unique perspective of being completely fine for say 25 years and knowing exactly how I get treated for that to then how I'm treated now yeah now i tend it doesn't tend to bother me so much but during that transition period um it was super noticeable and it was something i would just focus on mm. constantly even for example paying for something in a shop they would i'm stood there with my wallet in my hand and it's george that they tell right like, yeah. tell the price to and who they expect really, to pay, pay, right. pay or they'll speak to him yeah through me yeah because pe pe people see it as I saw one of your posts that went wild on LinkedIn when you talked about someone saying is it a disability or something like that because it's, it's a condition right but you're treated as if mm -hmm. it is some sort of disability are you or yeah so it's, it's a really odd one so it's a neurological condition technically in this country it's registered as oh, a disability and there's right. but there's so little understanding around it that yeah. nobody actually it's knows. been around for over 100 years right is that right? Yeah, 100. So it was discovered in, weirdly, I think today is like the anniversary of the date in the 1800s, which I can't quote because right. I will forget. Um, <laughs> it was first discovered in France. Right. Um, and that was the first recorded case, because I get this a lot, that like, oh, it's such a 2023 thing. It's such a like millennial or Gen Z right. yeah, yeah, condition. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. all you have to do is a little bit of reading and you realise that yeah tiktok didn't invent <laughs> yeah no not at all not at all but in terms of like i've i've read up on this i don't know if this is the case for you Ooh. but um i think there's different levels but like it affects your sleep things like um heavy or sharp ob objects can be thrown around on that kind of mm -hmm. stuff has that happened to you or uh-huh yeah so like my 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 house, like the joke is kind of that it's set up for like an adult toddler. <laughs> is the, is the yeah. joke? So anything anything that looks like it could easily move um, is actually glued wow. in place. So things are glued to shelves. Yeah. Um, I'm ridiculously short anyway, so anything like either breakable or sharp is in a higher cupboard in my kitchen. Mm. Um, I actually enjoy cooking, but I can't do it when I'm alone. And I have wow. to use like, um, so there's these specially designed knives and things and they're like yeah, relatively yeah. blunt and they've got like a flat end so you can't stab wow. and things. But yeah. And what about, tra about traveling as well? Do you have to do that on your own? Oh, Can you do it on your own or? <clears throat> so funnily enough, <clears throat> fuck off. People find it absolutely baffling, but I can't, I can drive. So people yeah. with Tourette's are allowed to drive. Um, but I have different like stipulations. So I'm not allowed to drive a distance um, uh, for like amount of time longer than 20 minutes. Mm. I'm not allowed to drive on the motorway, mm. things like this. But um, 
traveling i very 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 rarely will travel anywhere on my own i hate it i mean mate all, all these things you have to contend with on a i was gonna say daily basis but it's a constant thing right mm-hmm. um i want to talk about about your partner and your relationship because i know that he has really massively supported you as you touched mm-hmm. on but just talk to us about some of the times where where it's been dark it's been difficult and how have you coped because you've, you've had to you probably have to delve really deep into your own kind of into yourself to to, to conquer mm. this kind of constant thing yeah like if i if i didn't have if i didn't have george i would have spiraled a long time ago i reckon he sees it day in day out he sees like the days where it's chilled where it's bad but 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 well all the days where it's bad but then he also sees the days that i don't think anyone sees on like socials or anyone really talks about yeah. and that's the days that i absolutely hate it and i'm like i'm angry i'm stressed i'm doing that dramatic like why me thing which i think i'm fully allowed to do occasionally. Yeah, i'd say um but it's hard i just have to remind myself that it's like it is what it is and no amount of frustration and mm-hmm. being pissed off or wishing it away is going to change it yeah. i've tried god knows how many medications for mm-hmm. ticks and things and they just haven't haven't done what they need to do or the side effects are too worse so it's like the lesser of two evils but I kind of have to remind myself that like this is what it is and that's how it is now that yeah the angrier I get over it like I'm not achieving anything because it's mm-hmm. not going to change mm. <laughs> but in a way you've harnessed it and made it into a gift that's that's elevated your career right yeah 100% and I'm weirdly thankful for it in that yeah. way like it's odd because I hate it but I'm also like yeah yeah thankful for yeah for what I've got. No, absolutely. So let, let's let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Let, let's let's hear about your journey from kind of school to now. Because I'm fascinated. Um, you're still you're still so young, um, yes. but you've achieved so much. So I, oh, I was not the best at school. I absolutely hated it. So I, I was one of the like weird kids that always got but 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 bullied and things. So the minute I had the chance to leave school at sixteen absolutely jumped at the chance i'm like i'm not doing i'm not going to college i'm not going anywhere i have to like le- 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 learn anything else and i yeah. thought i'll guarantee i will never sit in a classroom again mm-hmm. Oosh. so i started working then and i um i worked in like hotels i was really adamant i wanted to work in events i did that for like quite a while, a while. Mm-hmm. and um i got my first management job at 18 which um was an event manager for like a boutique five-star hotel absolutely was not qualified for that <laughs> job and i 100 percent blagged my way yeah into it i remember thinking like i've got absolutely no fucking business planning yeah. <laughs> so i have no idea what i'm doing um but that was like the start of like a i think like nine nine year career in events wow and um Oh, I think it's definitely a shelf life of how long someone can tolerate doing that during that time I went back um did a levels I did I went to uni um twice um all while working full-time what did you study at uni so the first time I did um marketing marketing enterprise and business management yeah, second yeah. time was events management that was like so was there, was there a plan job. then at that point to sort of do no. something in event you just literally just went with the flow right <laughs> i just went with i think i chose the um like the it's the overarching course was like business management yeah and when i chose it i remember someone saying to me this is what people who don't know what they want to do choose and i remember <laughs> thinking right. about right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah fuck off um so I studied, um, and then yeah, I ended up in 
I wanted like a different role that wasn't so like weekend heavy or out of hours heavy. So mm. I ended up in um, practice management and marketing for a dental company. Okay. And I worked for them for quite a while. What, 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 a while. I was going to say and... your teeth are whiter than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, God bless the ears. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the, so that was the job I was in. And at the time I remember, so no one in my family had been to uni mm -hmm. previously. My parents had never had like an actual career. We grew up with no money. And when I got this job, like this fully, fully corporate job and thinking back on it now, I think I'd rather gouge my own eyes out than do it yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'm managing this practice. Um, they gave me like a head of marketing role for their so they had 104 practices at the time mm -hmm. and um it was always like um oh we'll get the train to like head office and things like this and there was a lot of like meetings and it was mm. very like corporate in that respect or like everything yeah. had to go through a different department and um like the pay was absolutely shite for the job that you did i think it was mm. 24k i was paid and i remember thinking like this is as good as it will get for me like i've got the title i've got the job role yeah um but just given what i'd seen previously with my parents i thought fuck off um, this is it. And at the time I was like content and I was like, it's absolutely fine mm. with this. Ooh, fuck off. Um, then when Tourette's ha 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 happened, um, it all went to shit. I thought I'd had everything sorted and I thought I'd built up this yeah. big career so I didn't have to end up like my family were. And I thought I'd kind of like worked my way out of it. Um, right. but this knocked me back to like square one. We'll talk about that in a minute because I want to know how that happens. But you, you mentioned your family a couple of times. Talk to us about that. What was your upbringing like? What was they? What were they like? You, you said that you didn't want to be like them, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So I have I have a very very large family. So I've got um I've got four sisters and two brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, fuck off. And we never had any m m m money when we were growing up. My mum was like unwell for like a lot of my childhood. Mm -hmm. My dad wasn't my favourite person in the w w w w right. w w world. Um, but it was every, like we never got to go on the holidays. We never got to do the things the other kids Why wasn't did. your dad your favourite? He just wasn't a nice, nice person. Not very intimate, not very complimentary. No, like probably the exact opposite of yeah. that. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Ooh, basically. Yeah. We'll take the tick on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. Um but affectionate as well. I mean not intimate, but mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. He's just he's just not a nice he just wasn't a nice per, per, per person, and to be fair, he still isn't. So How did that affect you though? Um I well, I hated being at home, so I would I never got my own room. Obviously, there's so many of us, and we were only right. in um so it's a three bedroom house and one of the rooms had a divider put in it, but right. like you're talking three bedrooms between seven. It might as well be in the same room anyway. <laughs> yeah, literally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of like, I always stayed out, like stayed out of the way, kept myself to myself and yeah. we weren't allowed, like, it's not like I could ever go to my room as a kid and like watch TV because we weren't allowed like TVs in the bedroom. And mm. it was one of my dad's like weird rules and stuff like that. Just very strict, so, very suppressing. Yeah. And did that make you rebel then? Or Yeah, I was an absolute asshole <laughs> when I got to about 14. Oh, so I got bullied so much at school. Um, yeah. And I kind of went the absolute opposite way. I thought, oh, if I, when I got to about 14, 15, I thought the tough kids don't get bullied. I'll do what they do. So I 
just became an absolute arsehole. Like my grades dropped. Really? But I did get more friends. Well, some friends. But I had what were you none. doing? Were you just unruly then or were you? I was foul. I got, <laughs> God, I got arrested and everything as a child. And I, I, I started smoking. I was selling cigarettes at school. Yeah. I would like fence jump and just not bother going. I'd walk into school, then li- 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 leave. Christ knows what I would do all day because I yeah. would convince other people to do it with me. Oh, shit. Um, but mm. yeah, like all of that kind of shit. shit so you shit, battle shit, through shit. school, a bit of unruly teenager, that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. left, you left, uh, did you <coughs> leave the home quite quickly, quite early, you said. Yeah. So I left home, I left home at 16 mm-hmm. as well, because naturally at 16, you think you know everything. Mm. That was not fun. Um, I still remember the apartment I moved to as well. It was horrific. Like it was all like, so it was all in one room, like a studio apartment. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely fucking freezing. Right, it was right. like on the eighth floor of this um old Regency building, single glazing, wooden floor. But it was yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, I thought I'm not at home, so this is. Did you know that you fine. were gay at that point, or? Yeah. So I um I always knit 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 knew. Um, From what age though? Oh God, I don't I don't know. Do you know right. weirdly like. As as long as I can remember, okay. yeah, like yeah. I knew I was like different to everybody else. Mm. Fuck off. Um, and my best my best friend was um, my best friend was a girl. She still is. To be fair, we're still friends. Um, yeah. But every everybody used to say when we were kids, like, oh, those two will marry each other. And I used to, I remember thinking, like, I fucking won't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, was that why you were bullied? Do you think? Do you think other people picked up on that? Yeah. And. Right. I always had like the hand-me-down like clothes and things like when I started senior school, I started with like my sister's old blazer and old shirts with like oh, the yeah, buttons right, on the right, opposite right. side and things like that. Yeah. So, and I was so, so short as a kid as well. Like I think mm. from year seven to year nine, I had <laughs> so embarrassing. I had these like growth hormone things through my GP because I just wasn't growing. So for those like sort of three years during school years, I stayed four foot four the entire time. Wow. And there was no guarantee that I would yeah. grow. But that must have been, oh, you're laughing about it now, but that must have been really challenging though, actually. Oh, 100%. And I think the time, fuck off. The time I noticed most is I don't think you realize how much other kids grow until you're not. So after like that six week, like summer break, mm. I'd go back and think, why the fuck is every mm. everybody still even more even yeah. taller than I? So did you hide your sexuality, or did you was you quite open about it? Or so I hid it completely until I left school because I did not go to the type of school where that was right. like you'd have been. What happened, okay. what, what, what would have happened if you did? Do you God, I got beat up for being like gay and stuff at school anyway. Without right, okay, even telling <laughs> without telling anyone or yeah, sure. admitting it. It was just on the assumption. Mm. Um, but yeah, as soon as I I turned sixteen, I'd met met a boy online, and he was a bit older than me, uh, and then we ended up together, and we were together about three three years mm-hmm. from then. Uh, <laughs> Fond up. memories, mm-hmm, good memories. Um, <laughs> but I didn't quite I remember, work out by the sound of it. Absolutely not, thankfully. But I remember like I I, I learned a lot then, and like he yeah. was very confident in being gay but wasn't that like stereotypical gay man that everybody would make the jokes about or whatever like you right. wouldn't know unless he t- t- told you yeah and sure. he kind of taught me that like you don't have to be this like massive over the top like right. camp person to yeah be gay do you know what i mean like it was okay and i kind of i did learn a lot from him because i kind of got to see a different lifestyle as well because he had a very like upper middle class yeah, yeah. upbringing and right. i kind of learned a lot from 
that. And over the first two years of spending so much time with him and his family, I think that's how I managed to get Mm. into the job I had because I knew all the right things to say. I'd kind of experienced it from the other side, which was like a world away from my fuck off old life. Yeah. But yeah, because... 15 year old me was definitely not suited to working in a five-star hotel no no so you kind of you you ended that relationship at this Mm -hmm. point you're kind of late teens early 20s right yeah what happened next um i just continue i continued to work and then i'd i was always like the kind of like the boring one like i didn't want to go on my friend like holidays and things because Mm. i was kind of so dedicated to building up what like this big career like all of my friends were already away at uni at this point and yeah. i was like adamant that i'd made the right choice in like not going hmm. um and just working and working and working and trying to build a career and like the titles were coming in by the time i was 18 and like i said i got that event management yeah 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 job and i thought i was like winning but like the pays of all these jobs are absolutely shy it's but amazing isn't I was it like, how, how we're indoctrinated and talked you know to get the wife or the husband and the, the car the house and all that and get a 40 grand job wherever it is and then yeah. work to your 70 then have fuck all left to show yeah. for it i mean thank and that God was what you, i was on like i was yeah. literally like i need to i need to get the title and the salary get a nicer mm. place and then just work like if i think back on it now and any of those jobs i fuck off i wasn't happy doing any of them no I just did them, and I I was under the assumption that absolutely everyone's in the same boat. You yeah, do I mean, a job you hate for five days a week, and then you've got the weekend, and totally that's it. I I think seventy, eighty, even higher percent of the population are just doing that. They're going through the motions. Mm-hmm. They're going to work. They're earning the money. They're coming home, and fuck off. I talk course. about purpose quite a lot, but it's it's quite an overused word. But I think I think a lot of people in this world don't even know what, why they're doing what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So what what changed for you? Was it was it the Tourette's that kind of kicked you out of that or mm-hmm. so i fuck off i always wanted wanted to start my own business and i always thought mm. one day i would absolutely zero intention behind me saying one day i'll do it do, do, do it it was <laughs> never gonna happen right and okay deep down i knew that i just thought it's like that tiny bit of hope of not having to do a job i hated for ever oh, so okay. i thought oh one day i'll yeah. do this or one day i'll do that yeah. um and fuck off bitches um and i just kept that up and i was like oh one day i'll do it one day i won't blah blah, uh, one day i might um and the intention at first was like i was going to become like a um self-employed like event planner because i Mm. worked with so many people back Mm. then who were like freelance and stuff and i thought i could do that and then i didn't want to and then i thought oh i'll go back to it one day and maybe i'll like plan weddings or something like that yeah so no real kind of dried ambition really just kind of and then go with the flow yeah and then when Tourette's happened I realized how difficult it is to actually get get a job or get employed like I Mm. I was um I wasn't fired from my other job like the dental one I was invited to leave that's the term okay they use at the time I was fucking fuming yeah fuck off um and I thought everything I'd worked so hard for like the title the salary blah 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 be it all not that great but um yeah yeah that was kind of like taken away and i thought i'm fucking back where where where, like my family were i was like if i'd have not done any of this any of that stuff before not bothered with uni not bothered with the stress and the jobs 
I would have still been in the same position. Do you wow. know what I mean? That must have been a bit shit. I hated it. It kind of yeah. felt like that was all I had and everything I'd worked for. And it was just yeah. taken away. At the time, I was so angry at them. But looking back on it now, I was not suited to doing that job Yeah, anymore. but if they did that in this day and age, they would have got in trouble for it. I think back then, it was just like, you can get away with a lot more back then, I think. Yeah, and everything just like slides yeah. under the carpet and it's yeah. fine. And yeah. I... um. Like to get a diagnosis of Tourette's as well. Um, it's a 12 month process. So you have to wait from when the ticks start and when it's first noted, it's 12 months from that day. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's, you can tell, can't you? After <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, it's so stupid. So yeah. until then, I didn't even have like a diagnosis as like protection or anything like this. It was yeah. just fuck off. Um, but the whole the whole experience, I'm, I'm sure you've got some examples where um, people with Tourette's to find, to find a job and get a job without being discriminated against must be fucking challenging it's horrific yeah. like it's so like i had so many shit interviews that i actually lost count i think that was probably the darkest it got when i was like struggling i was applying for jobs on every single level yeah, i could sure. think of from like um marketing directors to like office cleaners like absolutely anything and i was thinking like yeah. i still have like i'd blown through my savings during like being off from being sick i'd only just gone back to work um mm. and now I have no job, no income, and like the most minimal savings. And like George and I still have a house. We still have yeah, of like everything to pay for. Like that doesn't change. And um, I was like struggling it so much. And the interviews were just fucking awful. And people treat like I didn't realize how shit people are prepared to treat someone that's different. Fuck off. Um, the fine. I think the final straw for me, interviews wise, was I went for one that was booked for an hour and a half. Um, I'd done like four online aptitude tests from for them. Mm. Um, and I got an email back. Actually, it was, like, it was like the following day or the two days after. And they said they were really impressed with my answers on the te te test. So I actually bypassed the first yeah. round of interviews. And yeah. they were like, you can meet in the second. And I remember thinking like, this is it now. Like I've put everything back on track. If I get this job, I'm back like slightly yeah. above where I what, 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 what was. Yeah. Had a sinking feeling of thinking, fuck, I didn't actually tell anyone in the interview that, um, in the test or the cover letter that I had Tourette's, but I was like, yeah, I'll explain on, <laughs> I'll explain on the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> because part of me knew if I'd have said it in an email, they would have found a way to take it away from me. And I think I was just kind of keeping that hope that uh, okay. maybe they won't. The day came, it was booked for an hour and a half. The receptionist at that place was the biggest bitch to me really, ever. Really? She was so rude. She was like, what is wrong with you? And <laughs> fuck off. And when you're stressed, and I was stressed about this interview, I was nervous, your tics are worse. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she was like, oh, I'll, t I'll take you through to meet them. She was like, but I think they'll be a bit surprised as well. Then on the journey to the room was just having a go at me pretty much the whole time about the why fuck? I didn't what? say anything. Honestly, that would, that would get me so angry, honestly. I was like, but back then my confidence was so low that I would have never argued my like point. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't, I, I absolutely did not stick up for myself. I just stood there and just got spoke to like shit. Right. Then we got into the room with the panel and, oh, fuck off she sort of hung around in the doorway, this receptionist, and she told them before I did what was wrong with me. And then they were having a chat about it. Nobody said hello to me. They were having a chat about me wow. while I'm stood right there. Um, and I was in there for four minutes. And then 
like my name was still on the printed interview pack. So on they didn't the actually interview then. No. Right. Um, and they told me that it just wouldn't work out in that role. But thank you so much for coming, and we'll Fucking consider no. you for anything. Well, I think you dodged a bullet, to be honest. Yeah, same. And I, I was, I was so gutted though. Like I, that was definitely the worst it got. And I think how did I, it affect your mental health and stuff like that? So that night, and I've spoke about this before. That night, I had that was just the tip of the iceberg. I think because I felt like I got so close, like bypassing that first mm. interview. That was the night I tried to take my own life because I thought I can't do this anymore. Like I'm not gonna. I was like, I'm not gonna get out of where I am. I hate the condition it made me absolutely hate myself yeah. and i've just been absolutely torn apart by five people in one room while they're all it's a culmination of everything and that was just yeah and that was just the the day that i just thought fuck it i'm not doing this shit anymore what, what did you attempt to try to do so i oh i di i didn't even write i didn't write a note i didn't send a message i didn't do anything i knew um george was working nights and I just switched my phone off and took an overdose. Mm. And I thought that would be like, that would be, 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 be it. And I am so, so thankful that it wasn't. And people had tried calling me because I was under the impression as well that people just didn't actually give a shit yeah. anymore. Because yeah. I think I hated myself that much that it was a struggle to fuck off. Struggle mm. to see that anyone would actually care yeah. about you. Yeah. Um, so I was, um, I think it was my mum that I had tried calling so many times and came around. Other people had keys to yeah. my place. After that, that was the like turning point where I thought I am never letting mm. anyone else make me feel wow. that bad yeah. again. And that I think was the boost for what happened. <laughs> Well, th thank you for sharing that. I think anyone who's been in, the, in that situation where they've had <coughs> suicidal ideation or, or mm -hmm. attempted suicide knows that, as you say, when you're in that situation, I've been in it myself a couple of times, that you honestly do feel that your your life and everyone else's life will be better off yeah. if you're not around, don't you? Mm -hmm. So what would you say to the people who think it's selfish or, or whatever or, or, you know, don't really understand it? And also what advice would you give someone in that situation as well? So I think the people that don't understand it, I had those conversations after. This is not like, this wasn't a first thought. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I had a shit day. This is the only way I'm no, going to exactly. do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think people think that you're taking the easy way out. The fuck off, the struggle and the trauma that was behind that decision, like the fear, the upset. And weirdly, it's like tied in with like almost like a feeling of relief that... Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Like I said so many times, I just wanted like an off switch for yeah. fuck off um, the ticks. And mm. to me, that was it. That was the off switch. And mm. I think people have to understand that it's not a decision that's ever taken no. lightly. Do you know what I mean? I think they think that people just think, oh, wake you know up what? one day. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm going to, no. I'm going to. It kind of builds myself. up, doesn't it? And then you get to a point mm -hmm. where when I was in that situation, I almost got almost a sense of excitement about it happening. It just, that being it, 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 I remember being calm right at the end thinking like, I'm not going to have to. No, the pain's going to yeah, go. And I'm, that's going to be fine. And I think for the people that are struggling with it, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> my eyes are watering. Go for it. I okay. think for the people that are struggling with it, you kind of have to realize that oh, you're not the issue. Do you mm. know what I mean? mean, mean and you're cared about so much more than you th th think. I didn't realize until right at the end, like afterwards that, um, how many people actually cared mm. 
Yeah. And I was bl- yeah. bl- bl- blown away by it. And you have to talk about it because mm. I kept everything in mm. and oh, I was almost leading by example. People weren't talking to me about things because yeah. I wasn't talking to them and I would be completely yeah. shut off. So they would think I'm fine. Yeah. And it isn't until you open up and you yeah. fuck off, um, tell them they realize that, you know yeah. what, Luke's not, not okay. But it's and okay the- to cry. Like I'm, I'm crying now a little bit. We <laughs> both are. Um, but also as well, you, you never can tell. It can be the most gregarious, happy, mm-hmm. bubbly person that's struggling or the quiet one. It's, it, there's yeah. no, it doesn't discriminate, is it? You know, no, anyone. Like mm. I think, I don't think I came across half as down as I was during it. Either. Sure. Everyone's like, you put oh, on a brave making, face. Yeah. yeah, you're making such like, um, such the, like you're making the best of this situation. And inside I thought, I fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after that, that's when everything had like completely changed. I think that was the biggest turning point for me because I thought mm. I saw the impact I had on everyone else. Fucking bitches. Oh, saw the impact I had on everyone else. Refused to feel like that again or let anything outside yeah. make me feel like that again. So. Yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? When we reach that real fucking darkness, that 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 pit it's almost like that's when the growth happens it's almost like you mm-hmm. almost, almost had to go through that to get to where you are now right so just talk to us about that you know what happened it was definitely a like claw your way back up kind of moment yeah and <clears throat> i obviously i said like i refuse to let anything make me feel like that again mm. and i remember just sitting there thinking how the fuck am i getting out of this because i can't go back into the same situation and the career one was such a big deal for me because that's where I'd put all of my effort to start with. And that was almost like my ticket out of my old life. Of course. And I thought I need to get that. Once I get that back on track, I'm good. George bless him had stuck with me the whole time. So I didn't have to worry about that side mm. of the, 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 mm. the things. Mm. And he was like, Oh, I'll help you wherever I can, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I thought if no one's going to hire me, I will just hire myself. I was like, I know enough about something somewhere to, you just had this like, inner inner belief at this point. Yeah, I just thought someone will pay me to do something. I remember th- seeing all these job titles that I wasn't getting as well, thinking I like they would pay me to do this job. Like I know yeah, yeah. how to do it. They're just right. not fucking giving it to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was searching online and I saw an advert for a thing about like being a virtual assistant. I had absolutely no idea what a virtual assistant was. I hadn't been in that world at all. Hmm. Um and it was like a training thing, like an online training program. I think it was 450 pound. I didn't have that money. Like I hadn't been earning anything. We'd kind of blown through the majority of our savings. Yeah. Um, but George paid for it for me. Cause he was like, it's the first time I've seen you actually happy about something. And the reason I was happy about it was because I thought I was reading what, it do- what a virtual assistant does. And I thought I can do all this stuff. I can work from yeah. home. Like I don't have to see people. I don't have uh, to talk to people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did this course and I I think I'd got like quarter of the way through the course before I just plowed into it and set up everything I already needed to set up. Um, yeah. And I was like, for the first time ever, I thought, fucking hell, like I've actually done something like myself from like the ground up and like, yeah. this is mine. Yeah. Um. And oh god i remember thinking like how am i going to get clients and i was following leah turner at the time as well and she was talking she just kind of started to grow on linkedin sure yeah, um, yeah. i was like taking her different tips and things like that, that, that this and i had like a few different jobs come in through my website which were like transcribing 
Um, mm. Oh God, I will never transcribe anything else. I'm thankful <laughs> for the jobs at the time, but that is not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because of that, she owned Leah at the time owned um, a company called Stereotype, which yes. did transcription Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And in a brief conversation, because I asked her, I was like, I need help. Blah, blah, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like, this has happened. Like, a really brief version. And we got talking. And Leah was like, oh, I didn't realize you did transcription as well. She was like, I could probably send something your way. Right. And then she said she was going to ring me. And up until this point, every communication I'd had with anyone I'd worked with had been email only. Yeah, right, right. And I was thinking fuck like how do i get out of the conversation mm. and she was growing by the day at this point as well yeah. her profile and i thought yeah. like, she's super popular i can't like say no and i remember stressing to george thinking like fuck off um saying to him like i was like how the fuck do i get out of it i was like because mm. she's not going to work with me you're not going to want to work with me like mm. all of this and in the end, I thought I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet. And I told her she did not bat an eyelid and she just no. really didn't give a shit. And we were just then talking about yeah. transcription and things. And she was like, oh, there'll be a few other things. And then she said to me, she was like, I really think it would help other people. She was like, because you've told me more in the last five minutes about Tourette's than yeah. I've ever known before. Yeah. She was like, maybe make a video for LinkedIn or consider it. Consider it. And I was like, absolutely fucking <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and with a bit more convincing, I made it. And I think about, I think it took me about, I think I'd had it about a week mm. before I posted it. It absolutely like yeah. blew up. And I mean, it's a testament to Leah. I mean, she's, she deserves all the success that she's mm -hmm. got. But I know but, that she's really, not just at that moment, but since then, she's really been a support for you, hasn't she? Oh, 100%. And I think we, I was only saying um, recently that I would nowhere near be in the same position yeah. as I am now without yeah her help and it's just that the the advice and the knowledge and the confidence boost because mm. like I, my confidence was still zero before meeting leah like it was building up very very slowly did you um because of what's happened to you I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's true that did you not kind of doubt humanity and kind of like when you're in that situation i'm sure that there's not many people like leah but generally you must have thought pe most people are just pricks for yeah have a better term right 100 percent, and that's what, like part of it as well like i see everyone on like on a surface level and they seem like mm. nice and then they meet me fuck off and i would see how they treat me and i i, I wasn't sure mm. like i'd seen leah online so much and i thought she's so nice and we chatted in dms yeah. and i thought is it just going to be another one of those things where this person meets me and then yeah thinks, exactly fucking hell mm. i can't deal with that or oh, that's annoying or yeah oh, how so how, how have you dealt with that and how have you kind of like found the good ones from the the pricks <laughs> i think now part of it comes down to not like not really giving a shit is like the wrong term but you well, know what i mean like not really. I, I i spent a lot of time caring so much what people thought of me mm. and um what their opinions were and now like whatever anyone thinks is none of my fucking business like i don't yeah. care like unless yeah. they're unless they're like a client of mine or that kind of thing like i'm not really interested in what someone thinks no and i've kind of like i don't know if it's been through like almost like branding or whatever but i've kind of like just only attracted the people that yeah like are accepting or that want to work with me and my business has now changed into the biggest like almost like neurodiversity hub mm. possible so i think 95% of our client base is neurodiverse. Isn't, isn't it so interesting when you, when you, I call it stepping into your power. When, when you step into your power and you just ex <coughs> accept and, and love yourself for who you are, mm -hmm. 
And as you just say, you do attract that back. It's, it's, yeah. I know it sounds a bit weird and a bit sort of university, you know, kind of stuff, but it's so true. A hundred percent. I would have said it was bullshit to yeah. start with. And then until that's actually become like mm. the reality. And now I have such a good network of people that I enjoy working with, that I enjoy spending time with, that yeah. I like love being around. And like my client base, they're all like me. Do you know what I mean? And they yeah. all had those same fears of like, oh, like, I was worried someone would like judge me, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think. No, and how to, to me, you're 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 a superstar, Fuck mate. I, I'm in awe of you for what you've achieved. I've got to say Thank that. You. <laughs> um, how have you handled kind of? Uh, there's different levels of fame, for God's sake. Obviously, Lee is massive. There's there's the, mm -hmm. you know it's all relative, isn't it? But it must have been a bit of a a transition for you from going from you know that job to where you are now to mm -hmm. now, now running a big business and being big on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been it's i don't know it's really hard to put into words like it's been a crazy crazy journey but i'm still like super thankful for it and i think mm. that's where that's where someone can change when they stop being thankful and it just becomes yes. like just another thing yeah like i i know it probably happens to other people a lot more than me, 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 me but a few weeks ago i was absolutely buzzing because somebody recognized me <laughs> oh i was shopping with yeah, george i got that a couple of times um, you feel like oh i'm a famous person yeah now. and it gives you that boost and i was yeah. like i'll brag about it to my friends because i'm like <laughs> yeah i fucking love it yeah. and i just think i'm so lucky to be where i am and i compare it to where i was and i think like mm. this is everything i would have wanted back then yeah so that kind of like extra popularity and thing I, I think, think that's right i really see that in you and i really see that in leah as well she's very humble with what she is mm -hmm. and, you know very grateful and she's still the same person right yeah and i think sometimes fame in whatever level you call it can can really change people right yeah and i think you still have to like i, I get messages constantly on like tiktok and it's people asking for like advice and i will always take the time to answer it if yeah. i can or yeah. send them where they totally agree. need to go like same with linkedin and instagram like i get these messages and i said to i remember saying to george because he was like why do you spend so much time replying and i was mm. like i would rather do that than see that's that i admire that them. and i think leah does that as well as, mm -hmm. as best she can but without being too disparaging on others there are other people on linkedin that have got hundreds of thousands of followers that wouldn't even give people with less than ten thousand followers the time of day and it really quite it yeah. pisses me off what do you think about that i think it's gross to be fair i i don't give a shit how many followers someone has what their reputation is like mm. if they're nice to me i'll be nice to them do you know what i mean and yeah. i think oh that's it in its simplest yeah. form just like don't be a so what, what about linkedin then obviously it's it's a brilliant platform it's 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 transformed my business and yours we've mm -hmm. made loads of friends out of it but what, what would you say the good bad and ugly parts are of linkedin oh so good are definitely the people and fuck you know um and the network that like i've met there and it's such a yeah. good like i've got such a good like group of people all of my clients are on it and the majority have come from it as well um yeah but there is there's definitely a dark side <laughs> of linkedin so i yeah i am um, i kind of do attract with like my videos and things those people that don't think i should have a normal corporate job and it fucking baffles me how they'll so openly say it i'm like people can see your comments and yeah or they'll or it, there's a backhanded compliment like oh i would have hired you like i could find a back office role like, like fuck off man. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> fuck your back office yeah role. yeah um but it's that, like that brazen sort of misunderstanding i think i think linkedin's opened my eyes around Oof. um how kind of one-dimensional people can be as well yeah 
and everything's like very surface level and mm. I also find as well, it's like it's uh, putting your money where your mouth is kind of thing. Like I share a lot about what my company does to be inclusive, to yeah. make people feel comfortable. And people are acting like it's the most mind-blowing thing right. in the world. Yeah, I think sure, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing anything that difficult. Like I'm getting a pro I got a pregnant woman a sofa. Like, do you I know what I mean? So and, she the, and the post blew up and it was like, yeah. right, right, rightly so to a degree, but like, hang on a second. When you actually put it in context, you've got the pregnant girl sofa <laughs> yeah like i got i got a more comfortable chair yeah that whatever it was yeah she could spread out on like yeah. this is the small sofa that was it there's yeah. a snack drawer which we have in our office and people are like oh i really wish this would come in at my company or oh, i wish i i'm i'd consider doing this and well, to do me it it's just like yeah 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 why are you not doing it like yeah this is the fine like we had another post blow up because um we the girls were saying about having to like in our communal office there's like the pay dispenser thing for like tampons and things like this so yeah, we yeah. just made a period box in the office and we just put everyone's mm. like chosen products in there and it just stays in the drawer and like yeah. one of my my staff shared about it and that blew up as well and people were like oh this is such a good idea and i think to me it's just like hmm. you just treat people like yeah people and i don't think i'm doing anything that radical or that different and i just think I struggle to understand why other people don't do it. I was going to say, what do you think people can do more of to help in that regard then? I just think, like I said, treat people like people. And mm. it's the most, oh, I don't know. I really struggle with people who just don't get it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I'll, I, I would rather sacrifice a chunk of my profits and make sure that people that work with yeah. me are comfortable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's this, yeah. it filters through absolutely everything because without my team and them being the way they are, like yeah. I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Yeah. And for me, like even we had recently, like a client spoke to one of my team, like absolute shit. Yeah. It was nice to me. Yeah. And then back to being rude about them. So we got yeah. rid of them. Like exactly. it's easier for me to replace a client than it is to replace mm. like one of my team. Mm. And I wouldn't want to replace any of them either. Mm. So you've, you've mentioned that you've, you've <laughs> haven't really bothered with a business plan. You've kind of wing it till you get to you got where you got to now which is amazing do you have a plan for the future you're just going to just carry on just going with the flow so i i always thought winging it was the best way to do it once um once i was doing it and it was working yeah now to the point where we've got so we've got two offices we're um a team of eight in-house we've nice. got freelancers and now i think i've said this for like a year now i was yeah. like now i think maybe i should like consider it and put a plan in place and <laughs> do something and then yeah. the other part of me is like fuck it we'll just do this yeah um so i take advice still from leah i blow up leah's phone constantly I'm yeah. like, um i was like quick one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and i have a really good team as well like my um my accountant is also a business consultant right so so what advice it. would you give? Because I, I think I think sometimes you can have all these plans and visions and missions and values. And, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's about actions most of the time, isn't it? Hundred percent. And like my my, my 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 advice would be, just fucking do it. Yeah. Because if I if I yeah. could have looked at all of these things I had on paper, the things I've got now, mm. planned them, thought about them, and probably decided, you know what, maybe not yet. Yeah. And I know probably being as impulsive as I am with things. Like I do have to rein it in sometimes and I have like yeah, my right. team to do that for me. Like Katie, for example, will be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely not. You have good people but, around you. Yeah. Right? But um, 
if I, if I, if I'd have really considered, say, even getting my like first, when I had me and like my first employee, then getting another one, if I'd have really yeah. considered that at the time, everything then was saying, no, like mm. don't do it. But I was like, oh, fuck it. We'll do it anyway and see what happens. Um, so what, what stresses you out then? A business owner, a, you know, reasonable sized business. What, what keeps you up at night? What stresses you out at the moment? Um, I get that typical like business owner thing of what if I wake up tomorrow and suddenly lose every single one of my clients have that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but also it's like, what, what am I going to do? So the way my company works, I can literally just keep, I can keep adding a person yeah, and I can just keep growing that way. And I think my main thing at the moment is number one, do I want to keep doing that? Mm. And number two, like what, would I do otherwise? Do you know what mm. I mean? And I think this has been a consideration because it ticks by perfectly fine yeah. how it is. And we're doing well, 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 well. And I think the thing is, number one, I'm wondering like, is this just a lucky break? Yeah. Fuck off. Um, is this going to last? And number two, like, if I'm going to do something else, what am I going to do? Yeah, Next, right, like, what right. direction am I going to take it? Everyone else seems to have a plan and I'm just like, yeah. Just well, I'll take my hat off to you. I think it's. I think it's sometimes the best plan is to have no plan and just do it, as you say. So, throughout your 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 life, then, mate, you've had you've had you've had some ups and downs. You've had some big trauma to contend with. Have you had therapy at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've had a few different types of therapy, even down to oh, like behavioural therapy to like yeah. get like through tit 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 ticks, um, mm. like psychotherapy stuff like this, and I've. Oh, it's kind of a running joke in my office that I've had every kind of therapy you can have. I even had yeah. like speech therapy because I know yeah, yeah. like I couldn't talk for hours, of uh, course. hours, like uh, months. But like all of that kind of thing at first, if you'd have asked me any type of those therapies before this, I would have been like, mm. this is a waste of fucking Whatever. time. Like not yeah, for me. Yeah. Like if it works for someone, it works, but it wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Now I think I probably wouldn't have got through it no. <laughs> without, without. Are there any other areas you think you need to work on? Um, I kind of want to work on like personally, just like relaxing a right. little bit, 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 bit when I'm out, yeah, like yeah. I, the journey here from where I was, was like four minutes and the thought of walking myself, I was like, wow, Fuck, like I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and so naturally get an Uber, um, <laughs> but also I want to, like, I spoke about this recently as well. I overdress for everything that I do yeah, yeah. usually. And it's because like, I know people are going to stare at me, so I don't want to look like shit when they do it. But even like pop it for me, for example, pop into the shop to get milk. I yeah. wouldn't ever do it in like, Oh, right. You have to, be your, you have yeah. to be glam. Yeah. So I have to glam up to go <laughs> to the fucking garage. Well, wow. <laughs> um, got to do it now. You're famous. You got to, haven't you? <laughs> I kind of want to just like, I don't know. I want to kind of work on like just chilling out a bit and not. Yeah, right. Because I, I overall I don't care about what people think, think, think. But obviously there's some part of me that still yeah. does of like. But I think that's also a good thing in a way. If you, if you totally didn't give a shit, I think it can be a little bit counterproductive. We've got to have some element yeah. of kind of what you know. So we're kind of coming towards the end. It's gone really really quickly, but there's there's a couple more things I really want to of course get down to. Um, <coughs> George, talk mm -hmm. to me about him. So George is possibly one of the nicest people I've ever met and definitely the most pit, 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 pit patient. George and I are like chalk and cheese. So he is right. super, super patient, super chilled out, not impulsive in the slightest. Everything is considered. <laughs> and he always sounds like when he's given like advice for something, he always weirdly sounds like he's like rehearsed it. Like it comes out that well. Wow. That 
I'm the complete opposite. Like someone asked me for advice. I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about it and see where we yeah, go. Yeah. But um, he's just like, I couldn't imagine not having him. Now, so what's, what's, what's he given, oh, no, apart from the obvious, mm -hmm. what's, he, what's he given you, do you think? What's the, the, the best things he's given you? I think that extra boost in like self belief, because to him it was never like, um, never like about building me up. It was almost about yeah. just convincing me to think how he does. Do right. you know what I mean? Because he never okay. doubt, doubted me. Even when I was like, mm. I was earning no money, I had no job options or whatever. He still, he didn't treat me any different whatsoever. And he still yeah. had that belief. He was like, well, you'll sort it. It's fine. Yeah. He was like, and then we'll both yeah. fix it. Yeah. But there was never any like kind of doubt. And it was always that little like light at the end of the tunnel that like. And do you have future plans with him in terms of i do so on the 14th of december we are bringing our son home so we've been in the adoption process for over two years now oh, wow. and it has been i think we had five five non-starters with adoption mm. um that kind of got through the process and then for some reason or another it's just the way well that must the, have been really challenging right yeah and i think you kind of like it's kind of easier to deal with in the way that everything's kept at a distance so mm. you don't kind of meet them until the very last thing anyway and yeah it was kind of all those constant knockbacks but yeah now everything's been confirmed and we wow. bring our son home on the 14th of december how old is he uh he turns one on the 4th of oh december my God. so absolutely congratulations thank you you must be beyond excited oh. about that Honestly, I absolutely cannot wait. I can't stop buying tiny clothes <laughs> and tiny shoes and toys. Yeah. And uh, we've um, we've done the nursery. Have you? Like exactly how, like, I wanted it. Basically, there was no <laughs> compromise with George. I was going to try yeah. and make it like a compromise, but yeah. no. Um, but both of us are like absolutely ecstatic. About so that it. that kind of difference in character, <laughs> yin and yang. Have, have you ever like um, how's that? helped you in terms of like you're impulsive he's not it's almost like you balance each other out or oh yeah 100 percent. don't get me wrong sometimes it drives me fucking nuts <laughs> and yeah, yeah. i just think like like i can watch him and he he learns from me because he gets things from me in the way that like george is a, is a saver he'll save as much money as possible like he's in it. yeah and he's in um he's in the police and they oh, okay. have a huge pension and he kind of doubles what a normal person would put in their wow. pension because yeah. he's so like about forward planning and the absolute drama a few weeks ago of him wanting to buy a Fitbit <laughs> and just I'm in an R and constantly yeah. and he's like, Oh, I just don't know if I'm gonna use and I think, fucking hell, just, buy the just Fitbit. Get on with it, mate. Literally. And in the end I was like, George, please just buy the Fitbit yeah, because yeah. it's driving me nuts. I was like, yeah. you can afford it, you're gonna use it. It's paid for yeah. itself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean it's funny how that but, you, ordinarily you, you probably thought you'd never be with someone like that, but actually you just oh, I think you yeah. learn to not tolerate that's the wrong word. You learn to kind of be curious and grow and learn from other people's yeah. little ways, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And that's why I think I'm looking forward to fuck off. Fucking hell. Um being a parent with him. Mm. Because I want like our son to have everything I didn't have. Yeah. And I absolutely will lack the ability to say no so that's mm. why i'm glad george is there because amazing um freddie could ask for a puppy and i'd be like absolutely like, we have two <laughs> dogs already i don't want yeah. another one but if he asked for it i'd be like yeah of course yeah. whereas that's why i need george to be like no amazing mate congratulations so you, you were saying you're you nervous about a four minute walk but mm -hmm. you've done a fucking ted talk what was that like <laughs> that ted talk was 
I think one of the most stressful things I've done mm. and um, it's interesting when people watch it and they say it flows really well because it is not the TED talk I had planned. Right. So while I was stood backstage waiting to go on, um, I was ticking and I was moving my hands and I was actually shuffling my note cards. Mm. So when I walked out on stage and I looked at my first pointer, it wasn't the first card. It wasn't the second oh, wow, card. Right. It was something from like towards the end. And I thought, oh, I'll just shuffle that back and see what's next. And it was in a completely different order. So I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm going to have to just wing it. No so way. out of all the like rehearsing and plans, I actually just completely winged the TED talk. And I weirdly think that helped me to like relax enough to do it because I was so conscious of what was yeah coming next it was so powerful mate it made, actually made me cry the way you kind of got through that I mean that must that must be one of the most well I'm sure you've had lots of achievements but does that rank quite highly yeah absolutely because I was like oh, seeing other people as well like um, Ellie Middleton for example yeah. was there on the same day and She's I thought great. I was thinking yeah. like how are people even considering me on the same level as Ellie Middleton to speak at the same event Do you know what yeah. I mean and it was like part of that like I still don't feel like I'm I've done, I don't know. I almost feel like I shouldn't be around those people or speaking mm. at the same events because I think I look up to them so much that when someone puts me almost at the same thing as them, I think, oh shit, yeah. like, I don't think I'm anywhere near that level. But two more questions. Yeah. Um, you've re revealed quite a lot on this podcast and in other podcasts as well, but what's one thing people don't know about you? Oh, one thing people don't know about me. Um, Oh my God, that is a tough question. A tough I'm question. trying to think what I... <laughs> I think maybe that I still struggle a bit mentally mm. with Tourette's. Like I make out everything's fine and I make the joke, make the jokes about it and I'm worlds away from where I am. But I think yeah. it happens a lot more often than people would think that I... Yeah, yeah. Like I'll spend the whole day at home cry, cry, crying and I'll be angry and stressed and annoyed. Yeah, recently. So probably I've been, I was like just a bit overworked and I just thought, you know what? I can't like, I'm fucking done today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, 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 and I stayed home and I stayed in bed all day and I cried for most of it. Mm. George came back from work and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Without just being <laughs> um, anxious, overwhelmed, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and right? everything like, and I think, especially on TikTok, which I'm finding where I think I need to be slightly more honest because people are finding like, oh, you deal with it so well. And I think, yeah realistically i don't like I, yeah. I i i deal with it well some days but other days and i think i yeah. i don't tend to let people see that because i almost don't want the sympathy and i don't want people to think it's bothering me but that's interesting because you've me. probably seen some of my stuff on linkedin and i've I've, oh. I've been quite open and stuff like that and there was the crying ceo thing Fucking and that kind it. of stuff but mm -hmm. i i think i think that you make a really interesting point um i was told about three months ago, oh, you come across as vulnerable, but I don't think you are. And I, I was like really shocked by mm. it. And I'm kind of like, there's, there's some more stuff coming out and I'm, I'll kind of open up a little bit more. But what's your view on kind of like really opening up? Because it can be a challenge, but mm -hmm. I think that sometimes social media, you st you, we're still wearing a mask a little bit, aren't we? Or are yeah. we? I don't know. What do you think? I think, like, I think to share the full picture and to be 100% authentic, you have to show the shit side. And I have definitely been guilty of not opening up fully maybe like a bit and n not showing the full pit 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 picture like mm. nobody needs to know i spent like two days looking at absolute shit crying in my no. bed because i hated everything and everyone yeah um just to be absolutely fine the next day do you know what i mean but then i also think on the flip side you need to be comfortable with the amount you're shit 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 mm. sharing like at the time like probably i don't know maybe six months ago i think i'm nothing worse than talking about the Tourette's making me feel shit 
But now I think I'm almost getting to that point, and especially on like yeah. TikTok and LinkedIn with the audience size, I kind of want to, like, I want to show the full picture. And I know part of that involves showing that. Yeah. But I think, I think the key difference is that you're not doing it actually, you're not doing it for sympathy. I think people misconstrued it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he or she or they or they're doing it. No, you're doing it to, and probably to help yourself and yeah. other people, would you say? Yeah. And they, I think that's, you're giving them a bit of information they need to know. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Do you no, know what no, I mean? Exactly, and yeah. if that's the way that you have to teach them is the way you have to teach them. And I, especially, I get followed by quite a lot of people who have Tourette's as well. And I don't want them to think that, oh my God, why is Luke always happy? Because I know the reality of what they're going through. It's almost like you you are a role model. So on on that point for Tourette's, what what advice would you give people um, with Tourette's? Also things like, do they put it on their CV? All that kind of stuff. So what advice would you give? First of all, before you can like, before you can focus on like the jobs and like, how you're feeling about you have to accept that you have it and it isn't going Mm. like that's it everyone gets hopeful about medication that constant lift up and drop down of fuck off will this work won't it work and usually it doesn't um so you have to accept that you have it and it's not going anything that like limits the symptoms then is a blessing do you know what i mean Me, 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 me and you have to accept it before you can expect other people to because i didn't and whether people accept it then or not, if you don't, you think it's all bullshit and that they're lying. And as for putting it on the CV, I, it's such a tough one. Like depending on the jobs, I've been asked this so many times, I can never give a concrete answer. I'm like, if you feel comfortable to do that, put it and then you can put a little subsection of just like the type of ticks that are involved. Yeah. And that's fine. Or you can just leave it. I would probably recommend telling them either in the CV or a cover letter or even a separate email. But I, I, I know exactly how they feel. And it almost gives me butterflies like thinking about yeah. it because I've been there and thinking like, what are they going to say? But on the plus side, if you tell them and there's an issue with it, like, do you really want to fucking work there anyway? Exactly. On that note, we've got to wrap it up. But absolute pleasure. I'm in full admir- admiration of you, mate. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. 